0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Alex Pearson in for John Oakley and of course education dominating the headlines and will for uh, I guess until they come up with some kind of deal. But the reality is I mean parents have no choice when it comes to where they send their kids to school. Very little. Ninety four percent of kids in Ontario use the public system. And unless you've got the money to send them to private school, which most don't have that luxury, you know, you're stuck with a public education system that's basically a monopoly. And so it gives the education unions this massive power to call the shots. And that has been happening now for decades. And so they've they've got the numbers. They know that. And they've got the money so they can control the narrative and the politicians. Because, of course, the politicians who support them get that very valuable labor vote. So I guess if the Ford government can't meet their demands of 2%, why not then, you know, break the union uh, hold by offering parents choice? You know, give us a choice where to send the kids to school. Things like tax credits or vouchers. Which is the suggestion of my next guest who dealt with labor action all through the Harris government. Doretta Wilson joining me now, former executive director of SQE Canada, education policy consultant. Hello there, Doretta.
1: Hi, Alex. How are you?
0: Well, you know, I'm a mother of an elementary kid uh, wondering if I'm going to be forking out a lot of child care costs, and I think, you know, I speak for a lot of parents who are worried about when the next big disruption is going to be, but you know the talking point. It's all about the kids. Um, but the bottom line it's not it's about the bottom line
1: it's about the money and I don't care what anyone says I, I, I mean I've been doing this kind of thing for since my own children were in kindergarten and uh, now I have grandchildren so that tells you how long we've, we've had this problem in in the province uh, it's interesting what you were saying earlier that, uh, about uh, having a choice. I, I was just speaking to someone who's, who actually filled me in on, on the up, more updated numbers. In British Columbia, almost half the students go to, go to uh, independent schools. In Quebec, it's about 25%. And why do they do that? Because they have choice mechanisms that allow them to, to do that. What tells you a lot about uh, what, pe- what people, when, they, when they're given the power and the option to do things, they, they take advantage of it.
0: Well, not to mention it would bring back a balance, because if all of a sudden the union sees kids leaving school because they're going off to a a charter school or private school, uh, and then, of course, if the board doesn't need as many teachers, that's a loss of union dues. So it's in the union's interest to make sure they keep the numbers of teachers as well as keep, uh, you know, the salaries high.
1: Absolutely. And that's what this... Current negotiation is really all about, and I don't let them fool you. It isn't about the children. It is about maintaining their numbers and all that you know. Because every teacher pays quite a bit in union dues every year. It's a big chunk of change, and to lose to lose thousands and thousands of that that money is is going to be uh, felt. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and look, we haven't had a disruption for a long time. Certainly not in the last uh, what fifteen years. But that was a different government. They worked with the unions and over for the unions.
1: Yeah, and they gave them good raises. I mean, in every every time there was a contract negotiation, every three four years, I mean, they got twelve and a half percent the first time round. They got another twelve and a half percent the second time round. They got a smaller one towards the end with when uh, Kathleen Wynne took over. So they got a, a really good uh, deal back back in those days, and that's part of the reasons why education spending has doubled in, in the same time, because most of the cost of education is, is salaries and benefits. It's, it's a service industry in a way, if you want to put it in those terms, but it's people delivering the service of education, and their salaries and benefits are the biggest cost.
0: Right, but they don't have to... Um Perform, and I'm not suggesting teachers don't perform, but the the raises they're expecting are not done and and weighed upon uh, performance. I mean, no, no,
1: it's, they're not merit based. It's so uh, there's a grid. So you know there's a starting salary, and then there's a grid. So in 10 years you move up the grid, and if you take certain you know take courses that moves you up, that gives you more pay. So in a very short time, yes, they say, well, the starting salary is really yes, but in a very short time you can move up very quickly up up that salary scale
0: yeah and some of the younger teachers would be you know should be pushing to get these people out it'll provide more opportunity for them. But that's one of the bigger problems is that some of the older teachers and who've been around forever making the big bucks, they don't move on. They just keep taking so, you know, the jobs yeah, and that, the money. That,
1: that, and that's, and that's a, another, a whole different issue. But with speaking about getting choices and, and not having to put up with this, I think it's terrible every so many years parents are worried about their children essentially being held ransom over, well, I'm not going to have to worry about uh, child care, what am I going to do on Monday morning if there's a strike what h- How do I deal with this? I mean I can't take time off work i mean these are this is a, a real anxiety and a real worry for parents and it's you it, know I, I would say enough is enough every so often we have to go through this. Nobody's serious about bargaining. They use every cliche in the book about this, and I thought this is about to, this if this ends when people take control of the money and it right now (laughs) the unions seem to have control over the money but it's time to give it back to the people who actually use education give it back to the parents
0: right but again the the spin of cuts and gutting education i mean the unions are very very sophisticated very smart about this so they know the language to use, and it's taken hold in the mainstream and so people are very emotional about it now looking back to those years in the harris years because i remember it was very i was a lot younger but it was very very volatile um when you see back then to what you see now how has it
1: changed um i think they're they've gotten better at the public relations, like you say, the PR spin at doing that. Parents right away, the knee-jerk reaction is, "Well, yeah, there's going to be one more child in my child's class, and uh, you know, the world is going to come to an end with <laughs> one more kid." You know, this this kind of thing, they they, they know how to do that to get the emotional, because it is emotional. It is, everybody worries about their own child. They, uh, they they don't they want their kids to have the best possible education. They want them to have as much attention, especially kids who have special needs. Those, that, yeah. That's another whole issue. But they, but Doretta,
0: we have they, not heard one word. On that. I mean, one of the biggest issues facing classrooms is the fact that they're trying to integrate all students into this one size fits all. That's right, And it's leaving kids behind. It's disrupting other kids. And I think it's a big failure. But I have not heard one word about how uh, moving forward we're going to deal with these vulnerable children. Not one word.
1: No. And because of all this negotiation has sort of been done in the uh, out in the open instead of like, just go away, both parties and go figure this out, because I'm sure you can come to some um, equi- ep- equitable solution here that's, that's good for both sides. But somebody has to, I mean, I think the government has given on a, quite a few issues on the number of classes, on a per- the percentage increase. You know, there, there's a few things they've done, but I haven't heard anything from the other side. So let's hope they can manage something, because I, I think today was a, Really, not so much a strike as as it was a one day protest. It was it was okay. We're going to do this just to get out there on a picket line. I mean, I drove by a few myself and uh, at noon, and then I drove back at about two thirty, and everybody had gone home. So you know, it's it's
0: uh, well, they know to come out yeah. when the cameras yeah. are are there and when they're going to get the most attention. But you know, on the flip side, you got the province out there throwing numbers around, and you know, like you said, I'd say go behind closed doors. Uh, albeit, you know, if this is not going to work and they're not going to get an agreement, um, you know, as it's done now, well, then take the money off the table altogether and come up with a new strategy of how to get a deal done. And if the teachers, uh, you know, don't sign on to that, maybe increase benefits, something. But right now, the province, I think, is losing this battle because they're fighting it out in the open.
1: Well, I think uh, the minister is a, a, so far a very good communicator. I think he's, you've. Yeah, he's uh, I think I think. Somebody's got to get tough, and because it, people just want to know where things stand. They don't want, they don't like uncertainty. They don't like uh, you know, wondering, like I said, what's going to happen tomorrow morning. So I think that's that's so that has to be reassured somewhere by one of the part, one or both of the parties, in the, at this point, why not just a full strike? well that or lock them out i mean uh, school boards have done that in the past when things don't when things aren't don't seem to be pro- progressing sometimes you need that extra little thing to spur things along so if it means i we might lock you out if you don't start coming to the table and and being serious well this is this is what we might have to do
0: well i mean either that but the the minister or ford himself could say okay look you guys get your raise, but we're giving our vouchers or we're giving tax credits. We're going to change the system that way. I mean, I hope to God, uh, Doretta, they do not buckle on this 2%. It, just based on the fact that 2% a year, 6% over three years is lunacy. It's just it's,
1: not it's realistic. A lot, it's a lot. And it, and don't forget, it's not, it's not like two percent of what they were making ten years ago. It's two percent of what they're making today, and two percent of that is a lot more. I mean, it's just simple math. So mm-hmm. it, it starts to become exponential. You know, it 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 uh, it, it gets to be so unaffordable that it the, the system will end up collect, collapsing on itself.
0: I don't know. I don't know if it will. I mean, because by the time Dorota that we see the damage, because what we're doing is basically kicking this down to future generations. I don't know when that point comes. Uh, who's going to end up paying the ultimate price? Which generation is it? This generation now, like my kids, or is it the millennials? I don't know who's going to pay for it, but uh, you know, I guess the their count, everyone's counting on kicking it down far enough that you know they won't have to be around to watch it uh, blow up.
1: Well, it's not going to be me because I probably won't be here that long. But it's it's going to be the, the very children that they are worrying about today are the ones who are going to pay for this down the road.
0: Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned. Doretta, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. That is Doretta Wilson, who uh, dealt with all of this over the last, uh, well, certainly in the Harris years. Boy, it was ugly back then. Ugly. But you didn't have the campaigning that we see now. There's a difference. You didn't have 24-7 social media. You certainly had the protests, certainly had a lot of ugly, ugly protests. But you didn't have the 24-7 eyeballs on it because it was just a different, different time.